Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Loud Ones Podcast. I am your host, Nas being in front of me as always, my beautiful co-host, Danny B. So, guys, this week's episode, dun, 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 we are going to be talking about anxiety. Yeah. And um, Danny and I, we've been wanting to do this episode for such a long time because there is um, a lot of things to uh, discover about anxiety and just to talk about and normalize. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our viewers, I know you guys are probably or have gone through this and mm-hmm feel alone at times so we just definitely wanted to jump in and talk about it share some of our experiences Mm -hmm. and kind of some things that help us and and what we do and things like that so yeah danny do you want to get started yeah i'm gonna start Okay, okay so um i've suffered with anxiety for a while um it's definitely not how it used to be. Yeah. And that's all because of my faith and my ability to um, try to look at things in a positive light. Um, a lot of my anxiety came from um, my bullying as a child because, you know, you just that that like insecurity yeah. and just being insecure um, about like who I am as a person and how people view me and um, I just, it, 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 at a point it had taken over my life. Yeah. Um, my work life, because I'm like, oh, what if my boss doesn't like me? What if this and that and the third? And then, um, it got to a point that it was so bad that I had to make sure that I was tackling it. Yeah. Because I never wanted to be, um, how can I say this? I never wanted to let it take over my life where I felt like I wanted to end my yes. life. Um, so I had a question about um, your experience. So did you always recognize it as anxiety growing I did. up? And, and when I, did you, when did it click? And then you're like, oh, this is I was is just it. like, I used to say like, why do I have this feeling in my stomach? And then I'm a person, as you know, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. to know my shit. Like, yeah. so I Googled it and I'm like, you know, my stomach hurts or whatever. And I think I had asked someone and they were like, oh, that sounds like anxiety. Um, yeah. And, that's when I, I knew that I had anxiety. Um, being that my mom is a very Christian woman, uh-huh. she would always tell me to pray about it. Uh-huh. And I know some people say that that is not a real method. But when you have faith, it really is a real method uh-huh. because it takes your mind off of 
I need to depend on myself so much yeah. and shift the gears to mm-hmm. I need to depend on God more than I depend mm-hmm. on myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what really helped me get through this um, struggle as an anxious person, um, including as well um, having my friends to vent to and having yoga. Yeah. So that's um, been helpful. Yoga. Yeah. So. It's extremely helpful. I even tried it with my sister one day. She was feeling really upset about something. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to come over tomorrow. We're going to do yoga. And I, we did it. And she was like, I feel so much better. What kind? Like, do you, do you do hot yoga? There's goat yoga too. Um, or I don't know regular. how I feel about goats climbing on my goddamn back. And but... they be shitting everywhere. <laughs> but I ah. did it. Um, just a little, um, yeah youtube i had gotten me a yoga mat i was just one day i was just so overly anxious about something going on in my Mm -hmm. life that i just said one day i said i'm gonna do yoga today Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just go and get me a yoga mat oh no 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 that's not how i started my friend christine shout out to pounded yogi um or yogi pounded i can't remember what exactly how it goes but she had a yoga session i Mm -hmm. said let me try it and i went and bought a mat and i tried that first time and then after that i was like you know what i'm gonna try this shit on on my own and i kind of just watched this girl on um, youtube called um yoga by adrian i think it is okay and I did first I did like a 20 minute session. I said, oh, this feels good. And then I went back and I ended up just doing an hour session. And I didn't. So yeah. I ended up doing an hour and a half within mm-hmm. that one that one sitting because I was just like, this feels so good mm-hmm. to clear your mind and not have something attached yeah. to your thoughts. So that's a that's a really different experience. And um, for our listeners, I want you guys to know that. Um, anxiety comes in all different colors and experiences. And yeah. so um, don't take what we're saying is this is the only way you'll you'll suffer or go through anxiety because you can be anxious about the smallest thing or the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And it's still the feeling that counts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went I've suffered anxiety my entire life mm-hmm. and I didn't recognize that until uh one of my therapy sessions, um, my therapist told me like, Nas, it sounds like you've been going through this like your whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, it all started with, so my dad, crazy Jamaican guy, um, he would pop up just randomly all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a child, your getaway time was like school. So, you know, you might be a little more chilled, a little more laid mm-hmm. back. So for me, like my dad popping up everywhere, I just, I didn't know that that he was contributing and building anxiety within me because I was always like, oh my God, where's he going to be? Where's he going to be? I can't do this and that. So then that started the thought process that is typical with anxiety of what if this and mm-hmm. what if and what if and what if. Was and then, he popping up as like a controlling thing or a popping it up was more a... of a, a controlling thing he wanted to make sure you don't know where he is at what time but always feel like he can be there anytime so you make sure you be in line you don't do something or you're not somewhere you're not supposed to be mm-hmm. so um it would and it, it would just freak me out to the point where it's just like you i already am a person that tries to be ethical try to do the right thing but then even more so it's like you don't want to fuck up you don't want to do this and then you it, you start to trip mm-hmm. yourself out um so fast forward to uh, adulthood um my anxiety just got extremely fucking worse to the point where um 
I think this is probably the worst year for me going through anxiety. I mentioned to you before, like I've, I, I, I never, from what I can remember, and maybe I didn't identify it as, um, like having an anxiety attack, but I more recently in, in this last year, I've soft, I've gone through a lot of anxiety attacks where to the point where your body is breaking down, like your stomach is killing you or you're vomiting uncontrollably. You're shaking your, you can't control your hands trembling. Um, you're sweating through the night. You're just freaking out. You're panicking. You're thinking your world's going to end. And then I've gotten to the point at times where I felt I was, um, I had the potential for self-harm and, and that's when I was like, oh nah, my anxiety is really fucking with me. And then that's when I was like, okay, I got to seek help. I got to get, cause I'm a person where I'm very big on mental health and I'm very strong. So when I saw that, okay, everything is breaking down for me and I'm going through this, I got to pull right back in and I need to build a support system that helps me go through this because I think before I just thought anxiety was normal. And guys, mm-hmm. anxiety is not normal. Um, and I say not normal in a sense of if you're going through it, that is something that you should try to get help with, whether it's self-help, whether it's, um, you know, going outside and, and building, like like I said, a support system to help you with that because anxiety can get really bad and can lead into other things like mm-hmm. depression and, and all these other things. So for me, um, when I noticed it got that bad, I said to myself, I can't keep this to myself. I need to vocalize it. Mm-hmm. And I need to tell whoever's in my immediate group so they know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So my goal was I wanted them to be sensitive towards it and just be able to, whenever I'm calling you about something, even if it's something small and you see I'm very anxious, I'm going crazy about it, just be understanding. And then I obviously, you know, I found my therapist who is like my Bible. Like she, I love her to death. Um, shout out to her. I'm not going to plug her because I, she's always biz, booked and busy, but she is amazing. And um, it's been very helpful. I, mm-hmm. I don't go through anxiety attacks, but I am still suffering with anxiety day to day. But so um, that's been my experience, which is very different. Um, like, you know, I entered motherhood this year. Um, I got married last year. I I think also with anxiety, and I don't know if this is the same for you, Danny, but whenever you enter new phases in your life or you go through new, you know, you start new journeys, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of self-doubt leads to a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when you start something new or start a new journey and you are unsure of the outcome because obviously no matter how much you work on something and just so you can get the outcome you want, everything's really up in the air and then that yeah. drives more anxiety. That's how I was... Yeah. That, uh, part of that is how I became um, <clears throat> less anxious was yeah. because um, there was a period when I was working in my old job where I just felt like my my director was extremely judgmental of me yeah i was never good enough but always relied on and um it got to a point where i just felt like you know what like i cannot do this shit yeah and 
And then I just said, you know what, God, I trust you. That, and that's what sparked it was because I, I was going through, I was having a really, really hard time at work. My friends can tell you, like, my old job environment was very toxic because there are people who are stuck in their ways. And yeah. then they think that because they have their insecurities, they can layer your their insecurities mm-hmm. on you. And I don't like that. Um, so basically, she kept telling me that I was... Not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Until I it was it started, that's when Lent started. And I said, God, I can't do this. Yeah. I said, God, I need you to help me get rid of negative energy. Mm-hmm. Help me be able to deflect negative energy when it comes my mm-hmm. way. Because negative energy, um, cor- it, I don't want to say, I don't know if corrupt is the right word, but it invades my body, it invades mm-hmm. my mind and my mm-hmm. thinking space and then causes me to have anxiety. And that's something that, um, depending on the job that you have, guys, um, Venting understand a lot that, and understand that your job is probably a huge driver in anxiety most times um, because we spend majority of our lives if you know if you're working yeah. for a period of time and at, trying to be at successful work. and um a majority of our day if you guys are working um in like an office setting is spent there so um if you don't have the right people on the team that you're working on or, or the, group, the right morale yes um you're you're going to develop anxiety if you already don't have it and it's ridiculous i remember um me and Danny both work in more corporate settings, mm-hmm. and um, corporate America sucks, guys. Um, I don't well, I've say transitioned like that. now, but yes, I was working. Yes, yeah. and um, in one of my old, uh, at one of these old companies, is a very, very, very big firm, and um, the VP that I was working <clears throat> with um, drove me fucking nuts. It, these are things that he would do. Like, I say, for instance, he'd be like, nah, set up a meeting, da 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 for whatever. I would do it. And say, um, I think we had just got, like, a new Outlook or some shit. Um, he would be like, uh, I didn't see the, why do you have a 10-minute reminder setting on? Put it 15-minute. Or he would pop in and pick at little fucking things. Yeah. So for me, just That's, d- putting out an email or uh, uh, a fucking meeting invite made me so anxious because I would be sitting there reading and then I would be, I would be thinking that, oh my God, if I don't do this right, he's going to mm-hmm. come in. And then if he comes in, what if he gets tired of, you know, telling me about this and da 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 and then I'm going to get... And then you just start projecting and then anxiety will pull you out of the present and push you into a future that doesn't exist doesn't and then that drive the the potential future that you're driving in your head it'll fucking make you even more anxious and it'll just it's a whole rabbit hole that i hate going down but this is what anxiety does and then you get so closed in because you're so into your mind and you're not present and so I was losing my shit. That was like one example of the thing that, that would drive lose. me. I was just losing my shit over the little things like that. And it was crazy. And another thing, and I, I think um, what America is moving towards in like corporate America culture is flexibility with your work, yeah. or like a, a flexible work arrangement. Because I don't know if the, me put me take like back in the day when I used to take the train, I used to get so fucking upset with the train delays and it would make me so anxious. And I would just literally be like, 
holy shit oh my god oh my god i'm gonna be 10 minutes late and then this and this and that and this and and, that. and, and, and then yeah. oh my god then you're on the train and your anxiety is building Pin up and then yes. then you're freaking out going into work then you spend most of your day trying to calm down and then it's just a fucking crazy that's like, why i feel like when you work in certain environments yeah. there are certain bosses that you should have like in my old department my Head director was mm-hmm. a man, and I t- can tell you right now, like that, I cried. I feel like I want to cry right now when I realized how much he cared about me being successful. Because mm. there, are, there are fields you go in, you don't feel that. And I thank God now because I'm in an environment, even though sometimes there is drama. My superiors mm. that are over me when it comes to school and everything, really 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 mm-hmm. helped me accomplish the goals that I'm accomplishing mm-hmm. now and they support that mm-hmm. and that's what I feel when we have certain work environments you need to make sure that your head of that department is is understanding enough to understand that we are still human beings mm-hmm. work has to get done but work is always going to be there now if you're not preserving the people that are working these positions mm-hmm. or doing these things um, how do you expect your business mm-hmm. to flourish? That's why Apple works so well. That's why Facebook works so well. Because that's why Vice works so well. Because they work they work towards making sure that yeah. their employees are happy being there. Yeah. And they try to understand that. But also, just making sure that the staff and the people that are there are also beneficial to the company. Because mm-hmm. that is also a part of the reason why people who have anxiety when it comes to work don't want to go to work or don't feel like being somewhere Mm -hmm. but anxiety is not only related to work it's related to the people you have Mm -hmm. in your life you understand you don't need to be if you're an anxious person don't be around people that feed that anxiety be around people that are going to help you walk through it like your support system has to be strong let's give them some examples of some of the characteristics that some of these individuals might have because they may not recognize the individuals that contribute towards anxiety um Mm -hmm. i'll start off Mm -hmm. um one if someone is nitpicking yeah um and they're driving a a a storyline that that you're like wait that wasn't my intention that wasn't that you're going to go replay that whatever moment. moment over in your head over in your head thinking oh my god did i do that oh my god maybe they're right maybe i didn't do that no if someone's nitpicking like nitpicking and and when i say that for instance like that happened to me yesterday um in a conversation with my sister and she was just picking and picking and sometimes when people nitpick Something that they says pushes them to say something else and then they just keep digging. So so if someone's nitpicking or I should say digging at you mm-hmm. consistently, that is not a healthy thing to be around. Or and, always has something negative to and, say about you. Yes. So that is a characteristic that you should look out and say, Okay, you know what? This is not this is not it. What's another one, Danny? Um, another characteristic is someone who is always negative yes they never see the bright side of things they always pessimistic yes always see the the worst in life before they see the greatness in life or seeing the progress they see how much you can lose before they see how much growth is or even these type of people do not walk out on faith that's something that shows 
what kind of person. That yes. right there is a key sign. Somebody who never walks out on faith. Can I say something? And I'm going to be honest here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can sometimes be pessimistic, but that's because of my anxiety. Yeah, I will talk myself out of doing something. And because I start thinking I'm going to do this and I'm going to fail, da, 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 da. especially if you are a person that has like a lot of people depending on you mm-hmm. um you overthink things and then you start mm-hmm. talking yourself out of it so it may reflect to others as negative mm-hmm. but i think what Janie's saying is very different but um when you know someone's really just da- deep down their spirit is negative yeah like you could say but, anything and the first thing you say is the worst thing like, yeah like but, i know some people yeah. like that and and when people are like a lot of the times like it's funny because people will be like, oh, um, why you don't want to be around that person? Because they're not feeding me. They're not good for me. They're, they're not, not good for my energy. Yeah. I can't be around people like that. because And, and, and that's why people are like, why are you so short with this person? Or why you don't want this person to come around? Why you don't want to go on yep. vacation with this person? Why you don't want to do that? Because I can't be around that. Mm-hmm. It makes me, it, it upsets me. And when I'm upset, yes. I, am, I cannot fuck. Yes. I am a very, very, very positive person. I never want to get into a space where Mm -hmm. my mind is always crowded with thoughts. And that's the main part of me not having anxiety as bad as I did was realizing that what's for me will always be for me. Exactly. And no matter how hard you think life will be, Mm -hmm. it will be for you. I'm Mm going to tell y'all a scenario that showed me Mm -hmm. that how what's for me, it's always for me. I was in my position before I have this new position for a while. And every time I would grow a little bit, but then I would always get a tinge of negativity. Somebody would be like, oh, why would she get that over me? Okay. I, I, I didn't ask for this, but um, then it came to me. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I am currently in school, but you guys will figure out what I'm in school for when I graduate. Um, she, there was my head director like sh- nobody in my department had left, mm-hmm. but I had to go to school. So I had to switch my job. Mm-hmm. I went, I said, you know what, God, I'm just, something said, go ask the head, head director. I asked him and he helped me. I had no experience in the field in which I was going to, but I need to be in that field because that is where I'm going to be in the end. So mm-hmm. I never had, and I had been asked, I've been putting applications for months, for months, for months, and I hadn't heard anything back. But then I said, you know what? Be patient. Be patient. Mm-hmm. I just kept saying, be patient because what's for you is always going to be for you. What's mm-hmm. for you is always going to be for you. What's for And I just kept saying it. And then so somebody in my job did something very disrespectful. One of my higher ups, very disrespectful. Oh and that next day, I got the call. We want to bring you in for an interview. Okay, cool. I Amazing. Went, I went in for the interview. I asked the person who interviewed me, what do you think? She said, oh, I definitely think you're going to get the job. So then I just kind of like went on the wayside because I said, you know what, like, um, it's not secure. Then I said, God, it's getting real close to the time that I need to start school and I need to change my schedule mm-hmm. real quick. That Monday, got the call. Mm-hmm. You got the job. This is how I knew the person that was above me was mm-hmm. very negative. I went in there to give her my letter of transfer. And no the way. first thing she said was, oh, this is your letter of re- resignation, right? <laughs> She's the person that you have to go through to get your transfer. Wow. And hold on. So I looked at her and I smiled. And I said, it's something like that. And I waited for the other person to come in the room. And we went in the room. And she's, and I said, oh, no, this is my letter of transfer. Guys, I'm going to show you the face she did. She said, oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. You thought. You thought you could block a blessing, but you're not God. And that's when I knew. Mm-hmm. Put all your faith. 
not some, not a little bit. Put all your faith. That that I have a a similar experience to where. Um, mm. So really quick, guys. So I, years ago, I worked in banking. I'm not going to mention their name because they're very powerful. But one of the biggest banks um, most of us have. Um, I worked for them, and uh, my manager at the time, um, she did not like me. I and. I always was trying to figure out why. And eventually she told people because I had like a big butt. She thought I would get attention. And mind you, she's an old lady. She was like in her 50s. I didn't fucking mm-hmm. get it. Anyways, um, she didn't like me. So she found out my mom was also in banking at the time. And so she would always say negative stuff to me, negative stuff. So I just had a lot of anxiety just going to work. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm going to be judged today. Maybe wear different pants. Like, I didn't know. Like, I just couldn't mm-hmm. do There Nothing I did made any fucking sense mm-hmm. it got to the point where the way she was working a lot of her other um people that worked with us had to go to therapy and 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 wow. the company paid for them to get treatment for their anxiety because of the things that she was doing wow they didn't fire her but they treated they paid for treatment for other people um so fast forward to the i i worked there for three months so i said mom i gotta get the fuck up out of here i was young i was probably like this is when i was 18 so it was years 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 ago and what happened was when I resigned, she told me that I was never going to be anything in life. She said I was never going to be anything. I was never going to make it. And that I was just, oh, I was basically, it was mm-hmm. wasteful. So I, I, I really was like, oh, my God. I knew I was going to be somebody. And I was like, fuck you. But, like, damn, that I've never been told by, like, anyone that that would be, like, you know, who the fuck tells people that? Like, you know, that's your employer telling you something like that. Um, anyways, and she would tell me I would never make money. I would never do this. And da, 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 da. now fast forward to ch- child that she would have seen me. I, I, I'm not, a, I could shit on her, but I would never do that. Cause that's not in my personality. But, um, to your point, Danny, it's just like, these people feel as though they can be, yeah. have some small power and they want to use mm-hmm. it to manipulate and just fuck with you completely and they're not Mm -hmm. god they don't determine your your life and let me tell you everyone i feel like everyone has to understand we're all equal when we all die we all die and be buried in the same fucking place which is in the earth Mm -hmm. so don't ever think that while you're alive the someone has control no one has the ultimate control over you because at the end of the day even if you think like you're that's your boss you go home they don't run your household. You go mm-hmm. on vacation. They don't run your things. Let me. You can leave that job. They're no longer your boss. They appear to you. So I don't ever think that these people control what you're doing because when you start thinking that anyone, boss, family members, anyone plays a huge major part in your life other than an influential part, things like that starts to weigh down on you anything that you feel is weighing down is going to contribute towards anxiety later on mm-hmm. like any burden any weight anything yeah. like so i i would just suggest and what's been helpful for me and i want to probably talk about um things that are that has helped us mm-hmm. i think for me um we did an episode last week with uh brianda mm-hmm. and we talked about mindfulness um so i studied mindfulness there's some great books some cognitive mm-hmm. therapy books out there to talk about anxiety because anxiety also brings um uh they're called unwanted thoughts or intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts and sometimes i want you guys to understand and people who have not looked into this if you ever had a thought you ever just been all right 
uh, this this is a very famous example. You ever been on a train station, you look down at the tracks and you vision yourself there and you think that you're going to fall or something like that. Just understand, guys, when you have thoughts that you don't attach yourself to in a personal way, you like that's completely out of character. Those intrusive thoughts are also belonging to anxiety because we trip ourselves mm-hmm. and we take ourselves out of present and bring ourselves into the future mm-hmm. with crazy shit. So guys, I would say helpful read I mean, you can do self-help therapy, cognitive yeah. therapy, mindfulness. Um Danny mentioned yoga. Um she mentioned some other things. So what else Danny? Um for me it's um uh, for me it's not worrying, really like shedding the worry mm-hmm. and starting to think um replacing worry with what's the worst can happen yes that's and 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 also my friends and my mom i don't want to cry on here but my friends are really like my backbone they really helped me get through a lot of things Mm -hmm. so i really want to say thank you to my friends and the people that mean the most to me because you guys have helped me through things that you don't even think or even know you have Oh, damn. So, I that's why I have really good friends. Like, yes. I always say that I have really good friends because they, yes. no matter how low I am, they pick me up. Mm-hmm. So, I love you guys. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm crying on here. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm such a fucking big ass baby, y'all. That's one thing y'all need to know. I cry about everything. It's okay, guys. This episode is a, a very different Touchy. from what we've done. But yeah. um, as you can see, I, I want us to uh, come in on a very personal level because um, it's we love podcasting. We love doing yeah, funny we content. Love we love do- talking about whatever. But I think that um, a, a lot of real life things like anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I want everyone to understand how normal it is and that you're not alone because you're not alone. this world is 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 exposing a lot of things that has happened behind doors for years uh-huh. and i want you guys to understand that when you see people taking their own lives when you see people breaking down when you see people being dehydrated and they're not mm-hmm. taking care of themselves understand that you're not alone and if you ever and- need someone to call or talk to People know. Yeah. Sliding my DM. I am here. Um, listen, guys. Um, I am here. You can you can always talk to Danny and I. Um, even if you uh don't, you don't feel comfortable identifying yourself, you want to send us an email or any advice. I mean, you want advice on any of these situations that we're talking about, just anything. We're open to um providing that to you and just giving our thoughts. But I just really wanted to have an episode, and unfortunately, this episode is going to be a brief episode. But what we can do is if you guys really love this episode and these type of talks, we definitely would love to provide that to you guys only if you guys really care for it because i know Mm. we you guys love um our funny and other exaggerated topics but i definitely wanted to talk more about um something that we both personally uh uh are we've experienced we continue to experience and just bring that sense of normalcy to everyone else's lives that it's okay guys like it's okay. You're Everything still is going, going to be fine. You're y'all. still going to be a bad bitch or a popping ass nigga or whatever the fuck. You're still going to go and be the best person ever. Don't let things like this get you down. Yes. But um, we do have the end. Yes. We're running episode. out of time, guys. Um, So, guys, 
check us out on IG at the Loud Ones Podcast, uh, Twitter, Loud Ones Podcast. You follow me on IG at always underscore Nas. Um, also, shoot us an email at the Loud Ones Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also hit us up on our professional email. Um, any business inquiries, too. Shout out to potential sponsors. Follow us or check, I mean, not follow us, but email us at help at the Loud Ones Podcast.com. Our website is the Loud Ones Podcast. Dot com and then Danny, what's your IG? Um, my IG is at Danny Bonaducci. Um, I don't have a Twitter and I don't usually use my Facebook that much. So, um, that's my IG main. for Danny. Yeah. Yes, guys. So, anyone's, uh, any say anyone's. Oh, shit, my mind is all over the fucking place today. Anyways, guys, thank you. Thank so you so much, much for, for tuning in today. and catch us up on catch us on the flip side. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.